Welcome to Forte Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. We are recording live on a Tuesday night here in the Red Sea Radio Studios in Bryan College Station, Texas, on campus at St. Mary's Catholic Center. And all, all, the, all the little kiddos are back. All these college students are back and making a ruckus outside. So if you hear people screaming, yes, the college students have returned to Texas A&M's Catholic, uh, Catholic Center here on campus. Uh, we have a great show planned for you today. Um, last week, if you, if you missed it, we were talking about uh, Hurricane Harvey and how to deal with these sufferings and that sort of thing. In our first segment, we're going to keep that going a little bit, talking about the smaller sufferings that, that we all that we all face. Because I know a lot of people have been uh, maybe maybe for maybe for good reasons, maybe not for, but uh, the little sufferings that we all have in our lives. Kind of feeling guilty for talking about our our small sufferings when when you know those people truly suffering uh with 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 harvey and i was like okay like that i i get that right i've been kind of wrestling with that myself we're gonna talk about that a little bit in the second segment i cannot tell you how hilarious the the podcast that these two ladies have put together is it's a dating podcast uh by two uh women in their young 30s who uh when they started the podcast they were both single and they started a podcast called Fishers of Men. If that's not the funniest podcast name you've ever heard, um, I, I go search for one and prove me wrong. I think it's the funniest one that I've, I've I personally have ever heard. And in this third segment, we have a very very special surprise for you. Stick around here in about thirty minutes. Uh, you're not going to want to miss that segment. I, I promise it's going to be something very special. The introduction of a new segment. So couple of stories here to kick off our show today. Uh, just kind of some irony and some little small sufferings in my life. If you, uh, so, like I said, there's people suffering, and like I have friends and family who are losing, you know, losing their homes in Houston. It's this terrible tragedy. We've been talking about it. We've been praying about it over the last couple of weeks. And then I've been kind of thinking in my personal life. Okay, what about these little things? We you know we call first world problems, right? These these things that like bother me but pale in comparison to these other things. And I'm going to tell you kind of how I've been reacting to some of these things. The first one is I lost an iPhone charger. (laughs) Okay, not a big deal, right? But there's some true, true irony in this story. Um, iPhone chargers, if you've had an iPhone before, you know that they're easy to lose, they're easy to tear, they kind of go, you go through them fairly quickly. As we're recording this, I'm looking at one across the room that's green. You know that wasn't the original. Someone either lost or tore the previous one. Like, Apple makes the greatest phones. I'm a huge Apple fan. Greatest phones, greatest computers in the world. Their cords are terrible. (laughs) They're just just not good. So, I played at a mass a couple of weeks ago at St. Anthony's Catholic Church. And I I use my iPad when I play music. I have my, my... the cords and stuff on my iPad. And, you know, in classic Taylor move, uh, I brought my iPad with about 3% battery at the beginning of the match. I'm just a genius, really, really smart person. You'll get to know it if you, if you just <laughs> tune into the show. I, I'm, you know, right up there with the Trent Horns and Jimmy Akins and Tim Staples of the church. <laughs> I'm just absolutely brilliant. So I bring this iPad with 3% in, into the church. And so, like, during, you know, I play the opening song and then I unplug it plug it in, you know, plug it back in for the psalm, you know, this whole ordeal, right, where I'm just unplugging, plugging in, unplugging, plugging in, 
And at the end of Mass, I swear to you, I swear, I put it in my backpack. So for days, I'm looking for this, for this uh, charger. charger, right? Can't find it, can't find it, can't find it. I'm just retracing my steps because it's like by Wednesday or Thursday that I notice it's gone because I have another one. I'm like, I, I feel like I just have like one cord short, right? So I start tracing back. Okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Sunday, what I do? I'm like, oh, Saturday. Like it, I, maybe for some reason, I, I swear I picked it up, but I probably left it there at the church. So I, I go on Friday right as I'm leaving town to go to the Fullness of Truth conference uh, two weekends ago where we were speaking, leading worship and uh, for the youth track. A lot of fun. I go there because I'm like, I need this charger for this weekend. So I go to the, I go to the knock on the door at the front desk. I'm like, hey, can I use a key? I need to get in to the church. And like the lady looks at me funny because I don't go to this parish and I'm this, I have a, you know, I'm wearing athletic shorts and a t-shirt and this big beard and uh, you know she's just like you don't look like a person i should trust and but but then you know i think maybe because of my size she might have been scared to tell me no so she gave me the keys and i walk across i walk across the street i go in the church sure enough i I, i'm in the church for 18 seconds and i see the charger up i go upstairs i see the charger first thing i see so i walk outside i go back lock the door up I, you know, do like a victory dance, like my wife and my baby are in the car and I do like this victory dance. Like, yay, I found my, I found my charger, right? I go back to the office. I knock on the door. The sweet little lady comes out and she says, oh, St. Anthony must've been praying for you. (laughs) And I, I swear to you, I busted out laughing because like I'm in Catholic ministry. I have a Catholic radio show. I never once thought about how ironic it is. That I'm the only idiot that could lose something at St. Anthony's. <laughs> because if you don't know, St. Anthony is the patron saint. Like, when you lose things, he helps you to find them, right? The old joke is, you know, Anthony shortens to Tony. Tony, Tony, look around. Something's lost and must be found. And, you know, we ask the saints to intercede for us for certain things. Uh, there's, you know, St. Christopher, who the, the legend says that he would carry Jesus across the water. And he's like the patron saint of travelers, right? Because Jesus was a traveler. So something that having to do with their life, they're the patron of that. And you ask for their certain intercession. Apparently, St. Anthony found something once. I'm not really sure why the story is the <laughs> way that it is. But he's the person that you're supposed to ask for his intercession whenever you lose something. I'm not a great Catholic and I'm not very smart, as I've already covered. So I didn't think to ask him to help me. I just somehow lost something at his church. And I could just see him face palming up in heaven like this guy. <laughs> who gave him a radio show? Like, what is wrong with people that they trust this guy? All right. So that, so the little minor stuff. Oh, I didn't finish that story. What? There's a sad ending to the story. I got that on Friday to bring it back to the Fullness of Truth Conference. And I brought it to the Fullness of Truth Conference Used it that whole weekend. Sam, you were at that conference. Yes, so I was. You were in the group message for that conference. I yes. sent a message on like that Monday. What did that message say? Um, your message asked if if we knew where your charger was or if anybody picked it up. I didn't see it. I felt real bad. Yeah. So <laughs> people were helping me clean up, and like somebody was like, "Hey, should I get your charger?" I was like, "No, I'll get it." And then I forgot. Okay. So. Tony, Tony, look around. Something's lost and must be found because that charger is now out of my life. I have never once lost a charger. Not once. And I did it twice in a week with the same charger. I'm very, very bright. Okay. (laughs) Second story about, about some suffering that we've got going on here today. Today was a very interesting day. 
I started the day off by waking up very early, which uh, regular listeners of the show know that makes you know makes me very very not very much not a good Catholic, right? So I woke up grumpy, get in my car, and go pick up these two people that that I work with because we're driving out to Brenham, where the parish that we work in, and we're as we're driving out there. We get about halfway there. It's about about an hour drive, 45-minute drive. We get about halfway there. And my car just instantly goes from like, th- you know, 3,000 RPMs, just trucking along. Like, nah, 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 nah. And then all of a sudden, just, and it goes all the way up to like 8,000, 9,000, like where it gets in the red on your uh, uh, rotations per minute, right? And I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's never happened before. So I pull over. And I just turned the car off and I turned it back on, you know, because that's how you fix everything. Oh, it's not working. Turned it off, turn it back on again. And then it works, right? Uh, not the case this morning. Absolutely not the case. Turn it off, turn it back on. I am now 30 minutes from my house in a car that can go 75. Now about an hour from my house because my car can't go from second to third gear. So I get up to about 40 miles an hour. And it's like, you know, it, it, it shifts gears the first time. And then when it goes to shift gears the next time, it just goes, yeah. it just doesn't work again. And I'm just like, okay, this is, this is real dumb. So then I put it in second gear so it doesn't go crazy and still can only go 40 miles an hour. So for, so for the rest of the drive this morning out to Brenham, I was in a car that was in second gear going 40 miles an hour. So my car just like yelling at me like, ah, like it's just not going well. We get there and then I, I like we had to like help them move back into the church and all these kinds of things. So we're there for like two and a half hours and then I start driving back. I'm like, well, this is going to take a long time because I now have to go about 60 miles or so, give or take at 40 miles an hour. So this trip that normally takes me about 45 minutes took me an hour and a half, like almost double the time, right? Um, those of you that can do math just realized I go about 80 most of the time. So there you go. It's a little special treat uh, for me to share in the confessional. But um, the transmission's done for. Like the transmission in my car is just dead. And here's the <clears throat> irony of this, right? That, that would suck for anyone where your transmission in your car goes out. Not only did my transmission in my car go out, on Friday, I sold my other car that works well. Regular listeners of the show will know that the great, fantastic story. I'm missionary. People, um, you know, so, so that what that means is that people donate to the ministry that I work in. That's where my salary comes from. And some, through the ministry, somebody donated their van to me because we're a growing family. And uh, we in the two cars that we owned, we couldn't fit a third child seat. We're having a baby next month. So they were very, very nicely donated us this van. So for like a, a week or two, we had three cars. We had the van and then we had the two cars that we had. And I was deciding which one I was going to sell. And I knew when I was deciding which one to sell. I just knew it. Whichever one I picked to keep would be the one that would have something go wrong with it. And I was absolutely right. And <laughs> so... I'm driving back. I'm like, God, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Another wrinkle in this story is that the person in my car I'd been making fun of because she drives slow in this same trip back and forth to Brenham. And she's just like, nah, 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 nah. you're slower than me. I'm like, I kind of feel like my car broke because she prayed against me. (laughs) 
she was just like, Lord, smite him. And what she didn't see coming was that he would smite me while she was in the car. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what happened, right? And if this would have happened three weeks ago, same situation, right? Where, where I, I, I'm, I sold the car three Fridays ago. This happens three t- Tuesdays ago, right? I, I wouldn't be in a good mood. I'd be very angry. I'd be frustrated. I'd be stressed out financially, all these kinds of things, right? But as I was driving back this morning, all I could think about in general was the 500,000 cars that just got lost in Hurricane Harvey. 500,000 people just in the Houston area, my, a lot of them, my family and friends, where I've seen pictures of like my friend's house who I grew up in, and they have water halfway up their cabinets in their kitchen. Like it just, It's just mind-blowing, right? So my car needs transmission work. It needs to be replaced. It's going to be very expensive. It's actually going to take most of the money that I just sold my other car for, right? So I'd already had plans for that money, and then we finally have like a financial cushion for when crazy things come up. And three days later, crazy things came up, right? So in all this, all I, like I, that's what I was thinking about generally, and all I could think about was one Facebook post, Instagram post, whatever, from when the hurricane hit. And I talked about it a little bit last week on the show was a, a youth minister friend of mine named Jared Manning uh, back in, in Lake Jackson, my hometown. <clears throat> it's about 45 minutes south of Houston. He posted right after his, his house was on ABC, like the local ABC affiliate in Houston. His house was the backdrop for like the news person standing there in like waders, you know, in huge, a huge amount of water and these big old boots his house is the house behind it. Like, there are houses flooding around here. You never think about it, like, on the news. Like, oh, yeah, like, that's an individual's home, right? But he's like, this is, this is, that's my house. This is the situation at my house. And that guy, Jared Manning, great youth minister in the, in the Lake Jackson area, all he posted on his first post about the flooding in his house was, even still, dot, 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 it is well with my soul. And we talked about a little bit last week about like what is you know what does the hurricane mean for us? What is suffering? How, like how do these things fit with Christianity? And we talked about that in like a general way. And I I personally experienced it this morning in a personal way, where when people Christians respond in a truly Christian way to these sufferings. It can inspire other people to, to become closer to Christ and act more like Christ. Because of Jared's picture this morning, I can sit here and laugh about my transmission going out, right? When five days ago, it stressed me out like crazy. So Jared, you're probably not listening, but thank you. I'll send you a message <laughs> and say thank you anyway. Tell you I talked about you on the radio. But what, what, a, what a beautiful image uh, that was, and, and it really, really helped me out, right? Um, so as we continue today's show, I, I, I'm going to save one story for our third segment about this mass I went to this weekend. Oh, do you want to talk about suffering? They, they call it the holy sacrifice of the mass. I felt like I was the one being sacrificed. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're going to do here in just a minute, though, is uh, we're going we're gonna, to, after we 
uh, we'll come back from break. We're going to be talking to these ladies who started who started this hilariously named podcast about dating. And as as we all know, we're con- we're continuing this uh, theme of suffering because you think dating, you think two weeks of oh that's cute, and then you just think absolute suffering. Absolute, absolute, absolute suffering. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this time. I always do like announcements and and stuff at the end of the show, and I, I want to go ahead and do it now, especially after I just told that car transmission story. That that's gonna hit my finances pretty, pretty hard in the next uh, couple of weeks. And uh, I, I um, have a Patreon page, so I kind of jokingly say because my transmission went out. But uh, what Patreon is, it's a way for, for the listeners of shows of, or uh, uh, artists or whatever to go pr- um, promote and to uh, give to the, the work that people are doing, right? That was the, uh, and if that's, that was the worst pitch I've ever done in my entire life. So I'm going to start over. Patreon is a way to support the things that you like. How's that? Uh, so if you like the show, if you uh, want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. And what this is is a community where you can give a couple of bucks monthly. You can get behind the scenes stuff. We record some absolutely hilarious stuff um, before and after the show or even in, in, this, in between segments. And also I interviewed Justin Fatika last week. That interview is going to be up on Patreon. Um, it will air in about a month. But if you want a sneak peek, just random things like that. Uh, just a couple dollars a month. Go support us. And we'll be right back. All right, friends. We are back with segment two of Forte Catholic for this evening. I cannot tell you. I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time now. Um, I was listening to a, a podcast of my friend, Mr. Kyle Hyman, and there are these two ladies that came on talking about their podcast, and I think it's the most funny podcast name I've ever heard in my in my entire life. Their names are Mary Ashley Burton and Laura Samara Sams, and they are here to talk to us tonight about their podcast called Fishes of Men, and I'm about to let you guys introduce yourself. Ladies, how are y'all doing this evening? Hey, we're Taylor. doing great. Thank yeah. you for having us. Trying to keep cool in this LA. LA heat, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't even. We're in the burned. middle of Texas. Oh. We, we, so, so here we go. We were talking about suffering today. And me, suffer, <laughs> me so. suffering, uh, like losing an iPhone cord in comparison to what like friends and family are, are suffering with the hurricane in, in right. uh, about an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. It's like you True. guys in L.A. complaining about heat as I sit over here in Texas. Come on now. <laughs> right. Right. It's true. It's true. But to be fair, I did just get Ritter's insurance because there was a wildfire like <laughs> just a few miles away. Yeah, they threatening. They evacuated our some of our towns. That's yeah. true. I so, heard about. I heard yeah, about I mean, that. De- definitely not on the par of the hurricane. Definitely, yeah, definitely sure. not. Yeah, definitely yeah. Not. We we could have. I mean, but, if, if only we could have moved some of the water from here and gave it to you guys, everybody would have been happy. We would have really enjoyed I that. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. So you've I'm, got I'm working t- on that transport device. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if only there was some device that we could move things. Hmm. All right. So, <laughs> so here's what I want you ladies to do. I want you to introduce yourselves as individuals first, and then uh, tell us about this podcast uh, that you guys started uh, back oh, way back when. Yeah. Okay. Way back. Oh, hello. Well, 
seem to have lost them because I can't hear them. They might even be saying something really interesting right now. But I can't hear them. So I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call them back. Let's see what they say. I, I really hope this works because these ladies are absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Um, we're going to be talking about dating. We're going to be talking about um, why they started this podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about dating in the, mod- in the modern world because it's, it's crazy out there. I, I joke that, I, you know, I got married pretty early. I got married in the middle of college or, or I, I started dating the woman that I would marry at the beginning of college. Maybe the fire took their took their computer. I really it, hope not. I really hope not either. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started I started dating my now wife uh, in college. Mm. So I never did the like speed dating. Right. There aren't many things that I think I'm really good at. Like what I, what I think I'm really good at, I, I I'm kind of prideful about it. <laughs> but the other things, I'm like I know I'm large and white. Like I suck at dancing, real bad, <laughs> real 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 bad. I think I would have been really good at speed dating. Really? I, I really do. We play this game at uh, at youth group about uh, where we like, it's like speed get to know you, where it's essentially speed dating. They're just not on a date. Right. <laughs> you know, we ask stupid questions like, there's a circle in the middle and a circle on the outside. The circle in the middle stays there. A circle on the outside just goes round and round and round and round. Right. And uh, we played it at youth group the other day. And... We were just asked like crazy questions like, would you rather, and Sam, I'll ask you, would you rather okay. have snakes for fingers? I don't think anything could be worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> or sausages as toes? <laughs> I'd probably do sausages as toes. See, I could close them up. I have so many follow-up questions about that. Well, are the snakes evil? Well, I mean, most snakes are evil because they, like, bite. That's what I'd be afraid are of. Are most what snakes if... evil? Really? I mean, if the snakes are going to bite just, me. They're just doing what God asked them to. Well, um, not biting me would be All nice. Right. I, th- I think we got him back on the line here. We can stop talking about sausages as toes now. Hey, can y'all ladies hear me? Yeah. Can you hear us? Okay, we can. Yeah, we. I don't know what happened there. But why don't you guys introduce yourself and introduce the podcast? <laughs> Sorry about that. You know what? This always happens. We we've that this is proof that the devil doesn't want us to do what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, technologies. about a year 
in some months now uh, strong, so a year and four months. So mm-hmm. really happy. We have uh, almost 60 episodes under our belt, and we're really excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the name is absolutely hilarious. I think Fishes of Men, Two Women Talking About Dating, I think it's the funniest podcast name ever. But when I told y'all that, you're like, oh, that's great to hear because some people don't understand the name. They have questions right. about it. So explain to us why it's called why it's called Fishers of Men. And then like, what is y'all's, y'all's main focus? What are y'all trying to accomplish? What do y'all focus on on the podcast? Yeah, so uh, it's a play on words. Um, I just always felt like uh, when Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He was actually kind of being really hilarious (laughs) in a certain way. Um, When you uh, find yourself single, uh, often, you know, Christian women find themselves single long past the time that they thought they would be married. (laughs) And, um, and so you do feel like you're fishing, hunting, you know, and then there's the whole, like, there are plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. um, Metaphor. Metaphor. Is like so, it's like a cliche that we just kind of capitalize on. I mean, even as a kid, like my, our friends and I, my my friends and I used to always say that, like fishers of men, like when we were looking for our potential mates in life. So, <laughs> when uh, Mary actually brought it to me, I was just like, "This is perfect, and this is the time that we need to work together." Yeah, and so our main focus uh, is basically uh, we have always wanted to have people know that they are not alone in whatever they're struggling with, uh, whatever questions they're having. Um, you know, we're all just kind of in it together. We're an ecumenical podcast. Um, Lara is positive. And, um, and so we interview authors, hosts, and even normal people that have, uh, or regular people, I would say, or <laughs> non-famous people uh, that have this really interesting stories about relationships because, um, there hasn't really been a whole lot of, um, or there haven't been a whole lot of resources in the church about dating, uh, because dating is kind of a news phenomenon anyway. And so a lot of the stuff that you see in the church, a lot of books and resources are for like engagement on, yeah. but um, dating intense of getting married at some right, point, right. you know, is not necessarily always the goal. Yeah, or, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, your spouse is just not really on the horizon, so what do you do with your life, you know? And so a lot of single people have felt left out, um, but we don't talk just about singlehood. Uh, We talk about lots of issues that come up in relationships that people might wonder about, but there hasn't been a forum to really publicly talk about it. And my take on it has always been just the church's take specifically on sex, because it's something that... I mean, we live in 2017, you know, like there's a lot that the church kind of sits under the rug and doesn't want to talk about from the pulpit because it's either too taboo or, or whatnot. But these are the issues that we're dealing with in, as, our, daily lives. in our daily lives, yeah. in the culture in which we live. And I, I think we both are on board with um, wanting to have a platform where people can tell their stories in a way that they won't feel judged. Um, in a platform where they know, like Mary Ashley said, that they're not alone in their struggle, um, in their shame, in their look for redemption, if that's where they are, or even just, hey, I want to go closer to God, but I'm single, or hey, I'm single, and I'm still, hello, human, and I have a sex drive, what do I do with that? (laughs) So we just wanted to 
brave and not only um, be vulnerable with our backgrounds and our stories to people we talk to, but also make it so that people can tell their stories. Mm-hmm. And I think th- I think that's why I like it so much because I'm a I'm a big proponent of always trying to talk about the things that I feel like people were afraid of talking about whenever I was. Uh, in high school or in college. And like you said, like people have sex drives. They have this desire to date, this desire to figure out what they're doing in life. And if the church isn't going to talk about it, what happens in young people, especially is that faith life is over one way and dating is over the next. And then we wonder why people aren't living the church's values when it comes to their dating life. It's like, well, it's because you separated them church. It's like, we have to unite these things and bring them back together because just like us as human beings like we're whole we can't just separate these things out so uh, one of the things that i like about y'all's podcast and 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 uh like i said i heard an interview with you guys on kyle hyman's show is that i i love the idea of modern dating i think it's hilarious um i know that y'all are fans as as i am as well of aziz ansari and he just is a hilarious comedian has stand up about dating and he has this netflix show based on his life called master of none um, and I, I yeah. think that you guys have, have read the book or you've watched the show. I wanted to get like you guys perspective as Christians, as for you as Christians who talk about dating, what is y'all's perspective on Aziz's take on modern dating? Well, um, one thing that I really got from the book that I just love the book for apart from that, it, the fact that it was just hilarious was uh, that he talks so well about the paralysis comes from having too many choices and how uh, he interviewed a lot of people that would be like our grandparents age and asked them about what their dating lives were like. And it was like totally different. Like they usually married someone like that lived in their apartment building or lived on their same block or it was a kind of arranged and uh, they didn't necessarily love their partner, but then their marriages lasted for a really long time and they grew to love and they grew to love them. But now we're kind of starting out looking for, we've been raised on Disney, first of all. Yeah. And then we're starting out with unlimited options online. And we, so that gives us the impression that we can get the absolute most perfect person because we can literally look all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, you get on and there's just like option, 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 option. Uh, and it has caused people to reject others based on things that you never would have rejected someone over. Well, first of all, based on things that you would have only found out on like maybe the fourth or fifth date before. <laughs> and now it's like, what? you know, he's a Dodgers fan. Never, you know, exactly. Dodgers fan, no Dodgers fan. Yeah. yeah so, get him, so get him out of here. <laughs> well, my, my perspective on it is like, of course, fish is a man, you know, we, we try to be playful, um, but, but, both serious and non-serious because, you know, that's what dating is. However, um, we are obviously a faith-based podcast, but we do like to talk about mainstream stuff and secular stuff because, again, the combining fact, I mean, the um, the factor that we're all humans makes uh, the search for love very universal. I mean, as Christians, we can say that, that God put that on our hearts to want, and so what we can what we say on our podcast that is very faith driven. Obviously, we're not talking to people that are not of faith. However, what I can say about Aziz's show as well as his book is I so appreciated that it even if it didn't come from a faith background, um, it still was so true in that in 
in in that search, in yeah. that search for wanting companionship. And of course, as Christians, we can go back to God put that in us, and He has a way of what that means in our lives and how we should go about that. But um, if anything, it affirmed that God's word is true because of all the heartbreak and all the sorrow that comes from not doing it God's right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still definitely recommend it, you know, to to anybody that wants to read up about what it looks like to date in today, you know, because yeah. um, it was very factual, very statistically driven and, you know, still still true to what our state of dating looks like, our state of humanness in any case. And then on the show, I mean, there was a lot that I saw that I could relate to, um, especially like in the second season when he kind of, he's like, I'm going to go out on a lot of dates and he just meets a lot of different women. And you see a lot of scenarios played out that even if you've been trying to date only Christians, you still see the same patterns because you know, like, for example, he goes out on a date, and there's a girl swiping during the date. I know. Like, <laughs> that was so funny. Um, She's planning or, her know, next date like, on their date. <laughs> and and that's, that, that exact thing hasn't happened to me, but similar things have happened to me. Um, of, like, guys that are just, like, checked out, they're on their phones, and, you know, during a date, and there's, so it's like, there's a lot just about human interaction that mm-hmm. Christians are kind of suffering from the illnesses of the culture around us. Um, and so it. the thing that I really took from it is like, wow, we all just need to be better people uh, about treating others with respect, uh, trying to get to know them first as people, um, not wasting people's time, being honest about yeah. where we are, because uh, that was basically the whole yeah. art, not to give away spoilers, but the whole arc of the second season was actually just really depressing because mm-hmm. he was it, trying to do the right thing this whole time and he still bit him in the ass. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but, but also, it's, it's okay. I'll just really get hate mail about. later. It's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, by the, well, now we're getting spoilers, but you yeah. know, like he tried so hard and he, then yeah. eventually like the, the uh, desperation of like, but I, oh, I don't want to give anything away. Well, I don't know. It, it kind of just really showed how difficult it is to really walk the line when you are maybe interested in someone that's unavailable and how much are you allowed to do with that person or how little or, or like what's proper and everything. And like we can get up on our high horses about chastity or whatever, but like it, they, I don't know, it, it really illuminated for me the problem of emotional chastity, which we don't seem to take as seriously, I think, as Christians, as physical chastity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but he... Well, hey, That's ladies, thanks, thanks for coming on. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. Sorry we had some technical difficulties. But uh, before we get out yeah. of here, I, I want you to uh, connect people to your podcast they, so they can get more of you ladies and uh, the message that you guys have. How can they get connected with you and your podcast? Yeah, we have a website. It's www.fishersofmidpodcast.com. Um, we're also on SoundCloud, and we're on all the podcast apps, uh, so including iTunes, so you can find us there. Yeah, Fishers of Men. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Ladies, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. We'll have you on again some other time. All right, guys, we were going to come back here uh, for our final segment here in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to be uh, sharing some more stories of some of the craziness that's going on in my life and uh, a little special surprise for you from our producer, Sam. Uh, we will be right back.
All right, friends, we are back for the final segment of Forte Catholic for the day. If you're just joining us, our first segment, we talked about the little sufferings in life. Last week, we talked about the big sufferings with those uh, struggling through Hurricane Harvey. I shared a, at the beginning just a couple of little, uh, little uh, things going on in my life. And I, I want to share one other story that just absolutely drove me crazy. And it happened this weekend. So I've actually been heard multiple times on the show and in, in talks or whatever. I, I say this all the time. If no matter what, if the homily sucks at your, at your Sunday mass, if the music is absolutely terrible, keep going, keep pushing, because you still get Jesus. And I still 100% believe that. I will tell you, though, that that thought was challenged this past Sunday. I went to a Mass on Sunday morning in San Antonio. That's as specific as I'm going to get. Somebody, th- I posted about this. It kind of became a thing at the end, on Sunday on Facebook. Um, <laughs> it was fun and ridiculous and hilarious and all these things. Somebody asked, what's the parish name? I'm like, I'm not going to throw these people under the bus. Uh, they're doing, they're doing well enough for their own. Okay. So, so here's the deal. Went to mass this weekend with my wife. We left the kids with grandma and grandpa who live in San Antonio. And we went to this mass. I walk in and for those of you that don't know, like I, I, most of you know that I'm, a, you know, obviously you know I'm a radio show host because you're brighter than a rock. Uh, I'm also a Catholic speaker, musician, uh, missionary, all these kinds of things, right? What you don't know probably is that I actually started in ministry by doing like sound technician stuff. Like I would run the run the sound boards for for the the band at my home parish when I was in high school. So I go to this church, and I'm already kind of not in the greatest mood, so take that into consideration. But I walk in, and this is the noise. It's something along the noise that the, that the sound system was making all on its own. That noise for an hour and 10 minutes, it was excruciating. It was one of those things, it's like, well, okay, <clears throat> It's something is kind of annoying. If I just tap you on the shoulder, it's annoying. If I do it for an hour, you want to murder me. And like, like that's essentially what's going on in my head, right? The sound was just going over and over and over again. Just super, like, it's already annoying me. Just thinking about it, I'm already getting riled up. Shut it off, Sam. Okay. So, so uh, th- like, this is bringing up the real emotions that I have. So I'm sitting there, and my wife knows this about me. She knows that I'm sitting over here, like, dying inside, right? So we got there about ten, five minutes early or so. So I hear that for five minutes before Mass even starts. And then Mass starts. And I'll preface this by saying that I've been to this Mass before. And the music was, was decent. It wasn't great. wasn't terrible. Oh, it it was horrendous this weekend. The music was absolutely horrendous. So the first song starts and the pianist is going in like nine different tempos. Like he starts, like, let's take a a simple song. This wasn't the song, but a simple song that most people know from church. Let us build a city of God. May our tears be turned into dancing. Okay, that's how that wasn't the song. That's how the song started, right? This opening hymn. By the end, like, he was playing, 
May our tears be turned into dancing. And of course, not only was he slowing down and speeding up, like, you know, most of you probably took piano lessons at some point. It's just like a thing that parents don't like their kids, so they make them do piano lessons with their kid. Like, that's just a typical uh, life experience in America, right? It's, and you know that when you play piano, like when you're learning, you have to play really slow. You're trying to get the right notes or whatever. So I, I get it. But this guy wasn't very good. And, you know, you're trying to worship, you're trying to pay attention, and it just wasn't going well. So I get to the first song, and I'm sitting here, like, trying to learn my own lesson, right? Like, no matter if the music sucks, like, just keep trying to pray. So I'm trying to pray. So, if, if you know, at Mass is the opening hymn, and then there's, like, the first reading, right? So the next song, where I've already tried to make this conscious decision, oh, it's going to be okay. Then... In the psalm, a guitarist starts playing with the pianist. And again, when you're learning guitar, what you do is you get your fingers right on your left. Like I'm right-handed, so I get my, my fingers right to hold the chord, and then I strum the chord. And when you're first learning, it's like strum, strum. You're like, oh, just there's so much space. That's what this guitarist was doing, often in different keys than the pianist. And I felt bad for the guitarist because you could tell he's just starting out and he's trying to play in the same rhythm as the pianist, which I already told you is changing every nine seconds. So like they're playing different keys at different tempos. It's like we're just in a practice room with two different musicians that don't know they're playing with each other. It was real bad. I, I swear to you, I swear to you, I busted out laughing in the middle of mass during the song. Taylor. I'll explain why. Save your judgment for the end of the story. You, I will allow you to still judge me at the end of the story. Okay. I will allow it. But here's the deal. None of you remember the psalm from this weekend because you're not <clears throat> smart. I don't know. Nobody, nobody really, if I even asked you to remember the gospel, you'd have to like really think about it, and only 1% of the listeners would, would still remember. The psalm this weekend, and, and I'm proving my own point. I don't remember what the rest of the psalm was about. Primarily because the best comedic gold I've ever seen at a mass happened throughout all of this ugliness. That's the real lesson today. There's some true beauty in the midst of darkness, right? The psalm, so how the psalm works, right? They're playing songs. The, the, the cantor, the singer, will sing a chorus, and then the whole congregation will sing it. And then the cantor will sing a verse, right? And it's all from the psalms in the scriptures. So how, how this worked is, you know, he's saying, we sing. Then he sang a verse, and then we sang together. Then he sang another verse, and then we all sang together. Right. And typically, when at a mass, after you've done the final verse, you end after the chorus, right? Mm-hmm. Are you tracking? Is this making right. sense? Okay. Makes sense. So the pianist thought the, thought the song ended after two verses. There, there were four. Okay. So, <laughs> oh no. During the third verse, and like, okay, that's not funny, right? Like, that part's not funny. Right. The comedic gold came was in the third verse. And you can go you can go find this and quote me. I swear to you this happened. I was in the place of God. I wouldn't lie to you. The, f- the first sentence of the psalm. So the pianist stops playing and starts moving his music to get ready for the hallelujah. Right? right. He stops playing. The cantor keeps going. And the first line 
is something to the effect of, God, I will never be abandoned. Oh. <laughs> As he got abandoned by his pianist. No. I, I swear to you, I looked at my wife and like did like the church last where you can't laugh like, right. but I'm like just like shaking because I'm laughing so hard inside <laughs> because I'm like, God, why, 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 why is this allowed to happen why in your you church? Right. Me? And so I posted this on Facebook uh, during mass. Okay. <laughs> Cause I'm, at this point, at this, I've talked before about how the offertory song is often like, you know, everybody's intermission. Some people's intermission, they go to the bathroom, they go get water or whatever. Mine's getting on my phone. Judge me, I'll go to confession. Leave me alone. Send your hate <laughs> mail already. Okay. But I, I posted, I said, when you're visiting a church that has rough music and sound, sand, sound balancing, and you can fix it in two minutes, but you, have, you just have to sit in your pew. I was like, this is suffering for me, right? <laughs> Again, not the kind of suffering that my friends and family and all the people in Houston are experiencing from Harvey. But this, this, I, I was, I looked at my wife uh, sometime during mass or after mass. I was like, this is what hell is like. <laughs> like, this is why I need to pray because this, this is hell. You, can't, uh, it, you won't make it. I won't make it. If I, <laughs> if I, if I keep uh, Facebook posting in mass, I might, <laughs> I'll just be in that church for eternity. <laughs> so here's the part. In the story. So I posted that like during the homily, right? I, I went outside just so that I wouldn't keep hearing that from the sound. <laughs> I was literally getting a headache. I went outside during the homily to go get Advil because my head was th- throbbing. Aww. I felt fine before mass. <laughs> okay. Do you think that's the end of the story? The part that, like, I, I've been around bad music. It happens. The part that just made me livid. I was never more angry in a church building. At the beginning of Mass, I saw this guy that looked familiar. I've been to this church before, and like I said, the music's never been an issue. Right. I saw this guy in the choir, and he looked familiar, and I didn't know why. I was like, maybe I know him before. Maybe he just looks like somebody I know before. Maybe I've seen him at Mass. I, I don't know. And then during communion, it's like, or like right before communion, right? This guy walks from the choir, who's on the left side of the church, okay. on the left side of the altar. He moves over to the right side of the altar where the piano is. Okay. And starts playing piano. And he's a maestro. He's absolutely amazing. <laughs> so I'm sitting here and I finally get what I want. And I'm like, ah! why is this allowed to happen? <laughs> this guy has been standing here all mass, not playing piano, <laughs> letting this other guy just like ruined mass <laughs> taylor's face is like so red he's I'm like angry so, all over I'm again so angry <laughs> i was so angry because i'm like dude like you have this gift why aren't you playing it's not like mm. I, I understand like a lot of times people go out of, like the musician good musician goes out of town and then you get like the not so good ones it's like that's excusable like that you can tell me that and be like oh, okay it's fine whatever <clears throat> this guy was in there the whole mass and singing and he goes over there and it's just purely amazing and i'm like I'm, I'm walking up to communion. I'm like, God, can I even take communion? I'm so angry right now. I was on Facebook 12 minutes ago. Like, but I, I, I absolutely need you. So I, re- I received communion. Go back. I'm trying, and, and I'm, I'm finally praying hmm. for the first time. All mass. I get, I receive Jesus, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is, this is it. I'm actually praying because what the music is supposed to do is to help us to pray, right? And I'm finally actually praying. 
And I'm like, God, thanks. But <laughs> why did you allow this to happen? And I kid you not, I kid you not. I always, because I'm, primarily because I'm a musician and play at mass, like I don't want to be the, the person who like leaves mass early or during mm-hmm. the final song, right? If you leave mass early, it's actually a sin before the final blessing. But there's a lot of people who like leave after the final blessing before the song. You know, you know those right, people. They, right. they go stand in the back and they're like, okay, it's not a sin anymore. Bye. You know? <laughs> um, I see everything from up on the altar. So watch out. <laughs> I n- never want to be that guy. I was that guy this weekend. You know why? The great pianist walked back over to the choir and he let the other guy play the piano for the closing song. I looked at my wife. I just turned and looked at her and I was about to say, we have to go. And I just looked at her and as I moved my head, she grabbed her purse and we started walking out because she just knew like, uh, it's over. He's, he's, done. He's, he's done. Like uh, He's going to lose it. Taylor is going so, to lose it. So, okay. Why, why tell this story on, on, on the radio? First of all, the first reason why I tell this on the radio is because this radio show is pretty much all I was thinking about <laughs> during the whole first half of that mass because I was like, this is going to be a great story. Um, second of all, uh, it was interesting because like, I was talking in the last segment with the, with the ladies from, from, their po- from the um, uh, Fishers of Men podcast about how a lot of people in the church don't talk about things that they struggle with or, or, or taboo topics, right? Mm-hmm. It's t- it's taboo to talk about being on your phone in mass. It's taboo to talk to complain about mass, right? Oh, it's beautiful and it's this holy sacrifice. Like, yeah, you're right, but humans still have a part in it, right? So I posted this on Facebook, knowing that I might get some hate mail. And you know how you can do like the like react on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I got like forty likes and like forty five like ha ha has, right? And then I got like 15 sads. And I wasn't sure if they were sad at the story or sad at me. Or sad for you? <laughs> sad for me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could be that. And there was one person that reacted angry. And I'm like, again, are you mad at me for posting this or <laughs> mad that the music sucked? Like, I'm, I'm not or sure. that sound was in existence. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, I get into, so I get into this thing and I, and I got a lot of like typical Catholic answers. Like one of them, I, our buddy Tim, we just hired him. He's a good dude. But he comments, he says, offer it up. And I'm just like, oh, I was ready for this one, honey. Like, I, <laughs> I saw this coming. And I was like, I was like, dude, like, I, I, I tried that. I tried offering up, offering it up for the first 15 minutes or so. A- after uh, the pianist abandoned the guy during the song about not being abandoned, I lost it. I couldn't <laughs> offer it up anymore. There was nothing. There was that, that boat had sailed. It was gone. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people, though, reacted and they were like, I have totally felt this way before and never said it. Mm. So I, I like I I never want to push the envelope for the for the purpose of pushing the envelope. But there are things in the church that you and I have all thought. Uh, you've been in a mass where the the music was terrible. And you've been in a mass where the music was terrible, you thought I should offer this up and you were like, "Nope. This sucks. <laughs> I can't do it." And nobody wants to talk about that. There are things in the church that people don't want to talk about. Like, there was one person that reacted, Miss Wedlick. She's the mother of uh, some youth that uh, in my last parish. She says, I know what you're talking about because she has two kids who are musicians. And she said, I looked at them during one mass and the music was terrible. They looked like they were physically in pain. 
And I was like, mm. okay, so that was their reaction. Mine was just in a rage and my, my face turned <laughs> red, right? Um, but wh- why even bring this up on a Catholic radio show? Somebody asked this. What advice do you have for parishioners who realize the music is bad and that it distracts from worship? What's the best way to approach this? And here's the whole point of this. We are the body of Christ. We all, ha- we all make up the body of Christ. We all have different gifts. We all have different talents. Some of us have musical talents. If you are in a church where the music isn't that good, donate your time, please. Give that gift. It's so rewarding to play music for God. It really is, I promise you. If your gift is not music, please, for the love of all things good, (laughs) don't join the music ministry. But it's not just this rejection. Go find something that you're good at. You are good at something, and we together as a church can all combine and to make this community that we have, this church we have, this mass that we have, all these beautiful things, we can continue to make them as beautiful as we possibly can. Find a way to help serve your church and be bold and walk up and say, we have to fix this. Talk to your pastor, talk to your music director. It's been another episode of Forte Catholic. Say it! Hey, this is Taylor. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate all the support that you've shown. As you heard, we had some technical difficulties with the ladies from the Fishers of Med podcast. Uh, We called them after the show. We talked to them for another 20 minutes, and that is going to be on the Patreon page that I talked about earlier, patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. A couple dollars a month lets you listen to that interview and tons of other great behind-the-scenes content, extra bonus content, and other interviews and stuff like that. So thanks so much for your love of the show. Uh, Please go to the iTunes store right now and give a rating to the show. It would help tremendously. Y'all rock, and I'll see you next week. See ya!